God is the God of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All of God's promises, all of his blessings, and his grace are accessed by faith. Paradise lost was a result of unbelief followed by disobedience. Paradise gained, even eternal life, is gained through faith in Christ Jesus and obedience to God's word. God is the God of faith. He chose faith as the required common denominator, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the word. Childlike faith is required to enter the kingdom of God. Carnal wisdom, beauty, and might just won't do. Have you been born again? Will today be the day you release your childlike faith? Will today be the day you participate in the world's greatest miracle and fulfillment of its greatest mystery? Will Jesus Christ cleanse you from all your sin and shame and confusion today? You are in the valley of decision. Choose life and live. Do it while there is still time. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. God is a faith God. Now for today's subject. God said, Revelation 10, 5, and 6, And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven, and the things that therein are, and the earth, and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. God said, Ephesians five sixteen, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. God said, Psalms one o six forty eight, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, 
and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. God said, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God said, Isaiah 51, verse 11, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Man said, The absolutes of the Christian Bible have shackled men too long. When you die, that's it. There's no afterlife or judgment day. Dead is dead. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 841 that will once again certify the glorious Word of God. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the righteous and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May everlasting joy be your portion. Amazing principles and declarations in the Word of God that have been maligned by the vast majority of academics are consistently being certified by the scientific world's latest discoveries, although inadvertently. Such discoveries would include all of mankind is the result of one man, Y-chromosome Adam, and one woman, MT-DNA Eve. Adam's rib and Grandmother Eve, including discovering why the rib is the most likely candidate and the mysterious male DNA found in the female brain. Noah's Ark and fish fossils found on every mountain peak. Scientists theorize the ability to tear space, which the Bible depicts in the world-ending battle of Armageddon as the sky rolling back like a scroll, revealing the conquering Christ. Armageddon, once only a biblical term, has entered the realm of political and military parlance. Carnal men mock the Bible concept of a new Jerusalem, the ultimate city of God, coming down out of outer space. But now space stations are a reality, and men envision space cities. The idea of Adam and Eve's original immortal state has been roundly ridiculed by the skeptics, but the idea has now entered the realm of medical discussion. On this website, a host of such examples of science's confirmations of the Word of God are available for your consideration. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Even as Christ perfects this passage, we as his disciples enter into the same mystery. Godliness simply means God-likeness. One of God's attributes is that he is eternal from everlasting to everlasting. Imagine we as sons and daughters of God participate in this godlike attribute. We will live forever. John 3.36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? 
How marvelous are the promises of God. In April 2017 publication of Acts and Facts, Dr. Jason Lyle addresses infinity in a feature titled, The God of Infinities. A few paragraphs follow. Infinity is the concept of an unlimited quantity. Something is infinite if it goes on forever, having no end. We tend to think of infinity as a really big number, but it is much more than that. A number like one million is big, but it is not infinity. As tedious as it would be, we can at least imagine counting from one to one million, and then we would be done. The set of numbers has an end, but infinity does not. For this reason, affinity has some strange and counterintuitive properties that finite numbers lack. For example, imagine that you had one million pennies. Suppose that you removed one penny every second and gave it to someone else. Over time, your pile of pennies would shrink. After 11 days, 13 hours, 47 minutes, you would have no pennies left. Now, suppose that you had an infinite supply of pennies and gave one penny away every second. Not only could you continue to do this forever without running out of pennies, but your pile would be no smaller than when you started. This is one of the weird things about infinity. You can subtract any finite number from it, and yet it remains the same. By the same logic, you can add to infinity without changing it. Infinity plus one is exactly the same as infinity. Likewise, infinity plus one million is no larger than infinity. Even when we multiply infinity by a finite number, it remains unchanged. Thus, twice infinity is no larger than infinity, end of quote. There is a difference between infinity and the God who inhabits eternity. God is from everlasting to everlasting, where infinity in many, if not all, examples has a beginning but no end. Of God, Psalms 41.13 reads, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and amen. With God, there is no starting point. Those who have been born again participate in the unparalleled mystery of godliness, which includes the blessed hope, eternal life in Christ Jesus. Listen to what Daniel says in chapter 12, verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. John 3.16 quoted earlier, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If we add a trillion years to eternity, it gets no larger. And if we subtract a trillion years from eternity, it gets no smaller. Time is not relevant to eternity. Revelation 10.6 prophesies of the end, or rather the beginning, and reads that there should be time no longer. One of the marvels of the mystery of godliness is truly breathtaking. I, as a believer, can take a natural, temporal vanity and convert it into eternal glory. Imagine a dollar bill, recycled temporal mud, can be invested in the battle for the souls of men and literally reap eternal, glorious salvation. At God said, man said, we spend $6.17 
to gain one person on our Further with Jesus soul counter, not just a visit to the site, but a visit to the page where one is invited to give his or her soul to Jesus Christ. That's the price of a Big Mac fries and a milkshake. James 4.14 For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Jesus Christ takes that vapor and transforms it into eternal life, the miracle of all miracles, without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. The born again are promised eternal life. Consider some of God's advertisements concerning the marvel to come. Revelation 21, 1 through 5. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Revelation 22, 1 through 6, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. God's talking eternal life. He's talking immortality. How about 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Verse 9, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. In six days, God by Christ Jesus created the earth and its entire universe and all of its living inhabitants. Two thousand years ago, Jesus said he was going away to prepare a place for us. Keep in mind that on this earth he was a carpenter. The inheritance of the blood-bought escapes the grandest imaginations of man. If you add a trillion years, or subtract a trillion years from eternity, eternity is unaffected. Our promise is an everlasting one. God said, Revelation 10, 5, and 6, And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, 
that there should be time no longer. God said, Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. God said, Psalms 106, 48, blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, amen, praise ye the Lord. God said, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God said, Isaiah fifty-one eleven. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Man said, The absolutes of the Christian Bible have shackled men too long. When you die, that's it. There is no afterlife or judgment day. Dead is dead. Now you have the record.